with self-acceptance comes more compassion to yourself and to others and to every situation or anything that you come in contact with. If we can be accepting of ourselves and others, then you can always find that sense of peace and find that sense of love. You're listening to the Self Adore podcast hosted by Ellie Bannon and Clea Martin. Our mission is to inspire you to step into your magic and allow self-love to flow into your world. Our transition into becoming full-time entrepreneurs sparked our journey into a deeper practice of self-love. On this pod, we'll cover topics ranging from self-care, wellness, passion, mindfulness, and personal growth. We'll share our own experiences and bring on fabulous guests that will shift the conversation around self-love, making it feel more inviting and empowering. Stay tuned for a new episode each week that will inspire you to self-adore. Thanks for spending time with us. Here we go. Welcome back to the Salvador podcast. We are so, so grateful to have you here this week with us. We have the best episode for you this yes. week. We have on the podcast today, Erica Kimmick-Gallia, and she is just such a light and so inspiring. We cannot wait for you guys to experience her magic and her all-around energy. Yeah. She is... There's just oh, so much she's to say. She's an angel on earth. <laughs> like she is such a beautiful soul that shines so bright in this world. And we are just honored to have been able to share energy and share the space with her and are just so thankful that she was so willing and open to sharing her words on the podcast mm-hmm. with all of you. We first met Erica at an event called Love Beauty Wellness. And this is an event that is hosted in different areas, but we met her at the one in downtown Los Angeles, I think back in January, February. Um, And we had been communicating with her via email, and then we met her at the event. And we were just so blown away by her. Mm -hmm. You know when you meet somebody (laughs) and you are just like, overwhelmed by how kind they are and they just go out of their way to make sure that you feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and settled and safe and we we were just like wow and how she interacts Mm -hmm. with others Others too like observing her from afar she was just really thoughtful about the way that she communicated with everyone around her Mm -hmm. so thoughtful and so intentional she kind of just moves about everybody in space in a very calm way and she brings that radiance and stillness everywhere um and that really translates in conversation and just in your interactions with her we also then got a chance to spend some time with erica at women's space which is a beautiful a space in LA that invites women to come and have women's circles mm-hmm. and celebrate um, new moons and changes and it's just like a really supportive space all around we actually did a blog post all about the space so if you're more if you're interested in learning more about it and all the wonderful women there please check it out it's on our website it's on honey and bees website under our blog so honeyandbee.com yeah. So yeah, definitely check it out. Erica is 
a meditation guide, just a complete lover of life. She is an observer, as we said, and also a conscious connector. She is the founder of Rooted Beings, which is an intentional and beautiful meditation studio in Manhattan Beach, California, one of my favorite places Mm -hmm. on earth. It's just such a special place. You'll hear a little bit more about Rooted Beings in this episode, which we're really excited to share with you. But she just really creates a space that's comforting, inviting, and that one that supports self-discovery. Erica leads meditations at Rooted Beings, but she also leads on-site meditations. So if you feel called to connect with her, head over to her website to check out all of her offerings. Erica has this philosophy that we find really powerful and we thought was it was just really beautiful, so we wanted to share it with you all. To move through each moment slowly, completely, and wholly. To awake every morning feeling alive, grateful, and present. To embrace one's heart and hold it close. To feel stillness. To listen. To hear the sounds of life and to speak to a higher consciousness. To be alive to take deep breaths, to nourish the body with love and kindness, to acknowledge that one is human, to face fear, to see beauty in everything, to be curious and always ask questions, to dream big, to have faith, to remain humble, to believe in oneself, and to fill one's soul notion. I love that. Soul notion is a term that she coined and you can read more about it on her website. And it's just such a beautiful term. And Mm -hmm. we love how she's just stepped into her authenticity and her light so boldly and so bravely. And when things are hard for her, she is so good at practicing Mm self-forgiveness when things aren't perfect. And you'll hear more about that in the episode. So in this conversation with her, we chat about a variety of topics. She's so cool. And we covered a lot of things, but some of the um, hot topics you can listen out for our meditation. She talks all about her journey with meditation, what it was like to become a meditation instructor and also start her business. She also talks a lot about her self-love journey and what that's been like for her, as well as how astrology has shifted her self-love journey and how if you are curious about astrology and how it can guide you where you can begin. She also chats about crystal healing and self-love as it relates to following your intuition and really stepping into your authenticity and what fills you up. So stay tuned for this episode. It is an amazing one. Hi, Erica. Thank you so much for being here with us today. We are so happy that you took the time to spend with us and share your wisdom with the Salvador community. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yay! Yay. (laughs) Okay, so we met you at the Love Beauty Wellness Festival. I guess that was back in the winter. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And the first thing that we noticed about you was the energy that you carried. Like we saw you and we'd been like in contact via email communication. Um, We were there for Honey and Bee. So we knew who you were, but maybe you, I'm sure you were in charge of lots of other people there. So we saw you almost from afar and we're like, she's 
beautiful her energy like there was <laughs> yeah. something oh about gosh, you guys are making me blush but it was just something about the way that you carried yourself yeah. and the way you were helping other people in the in the whole venue that really struck us and then we met you as Erica as the person we've been in contact with and we were just blown away yeah, yeah totally oh you guys are so sweet thank you <laughs> yeah. yeah you have a really special ability to share and bring positive light into the world wherever you go so Mm -hmm. we're really just honored that you're here with us today of course so can you start by giving us a bit of a background of who you are where you came from just so our audience has a little bit of uh, context yeah absolutely um so hello everyone I'm Erica and goodness my background okay I'll try to keep it short um originally from Michigan born and raised I went to school there, moved to Chicago for a few years, and um, Chicago is a very work-hard, play-hard city, kind of a little bit more traditional, Midwestern, you know, went to, had my first job there, um, started on what I thought was climbing the ladder in the advertising realm. Um, I was in talent acquisition and people operations and like running internship programs, so working with a lot of, you know, junior copywriters and designers, which was so fun. Um, and then quickly realized that it wasn't what I always thought it was going to be. I think a lot of times we are um, come up with these stories and these big pictures of what we think our career will be, um, and mine slowly started to disperse. Um, in the meantime, all, all in all, while that was happening, I met my now husband, and so we... Um, did long distance for a little bit while he was in Los Angeles, and then he asked me to move there, um, and I did. Who would say no? <laughs> Worst case scenario, it doesn't work out, I'll move home, and I'm so grateful that it did. And so when I moved here, I continued down that path of the advertising space, working for some large agencies, and again, talent acquisition and people operations, and then left and started to work for a startup. Um, I was employee number one. And I had never been in the startup space. And um, boy, was that like a whirlwind. And I, you know, started to have slight panic attacks at work. I was having severe anxiety. And going back to how you guys said that, you know, you saw me and you you felt this like beautiful energy. Mm -hmm. That's always been a part of me. But I feel like that wasn't a part of me during this time in my life because I wasn't aligning with what I was supposed to be doing. Like my soul wasn't happy and I didn't know how to communicate that um, to myself. You know, I was doing yoga and I was running and I was, um, you know, eating well and drinking the green juice and all the things, but mentally I was unhealthy and I didn't have to care for my mental health before this point in my life. Um, And so I started meditating. And I think as soon as I started meditating, that really opened up the door um, for me personally that led me to where I am now. Um, So I left the advertising space, entered the wellness world, marketing, brand partnerships, and PR. And there's a lot of um, mini paths that got me to actually where I am now. But all in all, that is a little bit more about myself. We can relate to the burnout and just not feeling like you're aligned. It's so hard. And the hardest part for me personally was the acknowledgement, like you said. And I think it's beautiful that that one thing, meditation, is what shifted everything for you. Can we dive a little bit into how you kind of started incorporating that into your world and how you made that shift happen for yourself? 
Yeah, absolutely. It all starts with baby steps and all starts with just actually doing, right? So even when I was still at the startup agency, um, I found myself going to the bathroom multiple times a day and Mm -hmm. just sitting on the toilet (laughs) and closing my eyes. And even if it was just for one minute, Mm -hmm. I would close my eyes and just repeat to myself, peace begins with me, peace begins with me. Um, And just taking breaks throughout the day um, that really helped bring a lot of clarity um, internally as far as how I envisioned my life to be or how I wanted it to be. And then in addition to that, during the day while I was still in the advertising space in the mornings, I would dedicate, you know, I started with five minutes, 10 minutes, 15, and then on to 20, trying different practices. You know, a lot of people say, you know, meditation isn't for me, but there's so many different modalities, right? Mm -hmm. What really worked with me and I think helps a lot of beginners is um, like mantra-based meditation. So introducing a word, or it's like specifically a Sanskrit word, which it doesn't even matter what it means because it's just a vehicle of sound mm-hmm. that when repeated over and over again can create stillness amongst the mind. And I think the mind does, the body follows. Um, so I was very consistent among my mantra meditation in the morning, repeating beautiful, calming affirmations with my eyes closed throughout the day. Um, and then on to even further, just exploring with, you know, guided visualizations and going to different teachers and reading more books. And then, and then almost like a, a domino effect, just really, really continuing to co- continue down this path of what is it that is going to light me up and what is it going, what's going to bring me joy. And meditation was one of the best tools that brought more clarity um, to me. Beautiful. And so in that, is that what sparked you to follow your soul's path? Do you think like, what was that moment for you where you realized, okay, I need to shift everything? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think what I didn't mention before is I actually ended up getting laid off Mm -hmm. at my last agency job in the startup space. And of course, in the moment you freak out, right? I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I was engaged that year. I was like, you know, I I need to make more money. Like, am I not good enough? Like, why would they let me go? I was employee number one. All these questions. And then when I actually went home and I sat with it, um, I felt like a huge sense of relief. I felt so light. And it was the universe's, whatever you believe in, universe, God, nature, whatever it is, it was their way of telling me that you decided not to leave and you weren't listening to me and you weren't listening to all the signs that I've been giving you. So I'm going to do this for you. Um, and I am so grateful for that moment and that in addition to the meditation practices, um, and then that was the moment where I was like, okay, now is the time I'm given the space to actually continue down the path of discovering what it is that I want to do. Mm -hmm. And I am a Capricorn, um, my sun sign, and so even though I am, um, I'm, I align with a lot of its tendencies uh, to an extent, I'm, I'm stubborn and I'm kind of a go-getter, so while I was laid off and I lost my job, I was connecting to individuals who, I, who inspired me, whether it was you know lifestyle bloggers or meditation teachers or astrologists, and I would just email them and ask them if they wanted to go out for coffee Mm -hmm. and 
just then by those meetings, I was able to see, oh, okay, I like what she's doing, or I could see myself doing that, and maybe I could see myself doing this, or I like how she got to this point in her life. And then it's like trial and error, mm-hmm. you know, with your journey. Really Energy is. trial and error. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of people, sometimes a huge transition like that out of a job can feel really scary and really overwhelming, especially if you don't really know what you want to do or how to really step into your authentic light. So for someone who's maybe going through a transition like that, where should they start? Like, how can they start to feel better? Is it with meditation? Is it with how, how can you discover that alignment? Yeah, that's a wonderful question. Um, I think it goes back to not being afraid to sit with yourself and maybe just close your eyes and ask what it is that you want to do or what are your dreams and what are your goals. I think a lot of times that simple, we tend to overthink things and think it has to be this huge action that's going to give us this like light bulb moment that's like, oh, this is what I want to do. When in reality, I think in the very, very beginning, those moments of just being with yourself, embracing yourself as you are, there's nowhere that you need to be than exactly than you are in that moment. And there's no one else that you should be than who you are in that moment. And just reminding yourself that. And don't be afraid, like I mentioned before, you know, if you really have no idea what it is that you want to do with your life, you know, don't be afraid to send that email or like send that text. Like if who like are you inspired by, you would be surprised by how many people love to talk about themselves (laughs) and would love to share their journey with you. And don't be afraid to just click that send button because a lot of people want to see you succeed and want to see you elevate and bring your gifts to the world. It just takes action, baby steps to, to start and to make it all happen. Yeah, I love how you just put that energy out there and then started to cultivate this community of people that you admire and things that you want to kind of work towards. So that's really special. Yeah, definitely. It's um, it's funny, you know, going, touching on the note of just, I truly believe that, you know, you're exactly where you need to be at, at any given moment. And as I was trying to explore these different areas of how I see myself in my career, I was going to, you know, like networking events and whatnot. And at one specific networking event, I met the co-founders of Energy Muse, which was um, a crystal healing company um, that I worked at for a couple of years and met with the owners. I loved them. At the time, I had a small blog with a girlfriend of mine and we interviewed them for our blog. And then I was laid off and then I emailed them and they were looking for a marketing manager. And so like all of the, you know, it just set all of that like divine timing was like so blatantly in front of me. It just, I couldn't believe it. But at the same time, it's, it was the effortlessness of it and the, the way that it all happened organically mm-hmm. was so beautiful and just continued to give me more of the confidence that I needed to continue on that journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that just really goes to show, too, the importance of trusting timing and trusting your intuition and trusting 
your gut like that really will lead the way for you in creativity and career and stepping into your light I think that the universe truly does have a way of aligning (laughs) you with the people and the places that you are supposed to be so that's amazing we love hearing about that so we know that you are a founder of a new meditation space in Manhattan Beach. So can you share um, about that with us a little bit? When were you called to really cultivate that space and bring it to life? Absolutely. Um, so since I um, had started a meditation practice about six years ago, I always had this desire to um, create more community around that. And being living in Manhattan Beach, there's tons of yoga studios and, you know, workout um, places. But I was always driving to L.A., whether it's like the Den or Unplug, to find the community to sit and find peace amongst each other. Um, I love my morning practice on my own, but there's something about when you come together with others that want or are looking for the same thing. It just makes it more powerful and meaningful. So I would say over the past couple of years, I've always had this dream to create a space in the South Bay. And then I, um, my girlfriend and also uh, co-founder Chelsea moved to Manhattan Beach a few years ago. And she has a little bit more of a fire, fiery energy than I do. I would say I'm a little bit more airy and earthy. And we were talking and she had a similar story just about the burnout aspect as as I think a lot of us in our, when we're in our mid twenties tend to hit. And she was like, why don't we do this? And she almost, she was like, we can make this happen. One thing led to another. Um, and you know, rooted beings was born and the preface, the preface of it is that we want to make it practical, approachable, and very simplistic. So it's not intimidating. Mm -hmm. It's called Rooted Beings because all of our classes are centered around a plant. So we have six different offerings. Um, We have the seed, which is uh, for beginners, not just for beginners, but if you haven't meditated, you're just getting into it, it's a great 30-minute practice. It's mantra-based. We have plant yourself, which is more of like a yoga nidra, so you're going to be lying down which is really wonderful, yeah. Um, We also have Keep Growing, which is more of a guided visualization, um, which is really, really awesome as well. Um, I know some people have a hard time visualizing, and so that might not be the class for you, but for those who have a little bit more of imagination, this is a really, really lovely class for you. Um, We also have Bend Like a Branch, which adds a lot of light stretching as well as some guided, um, guided meditations. We have Remember Your Root, which is more focused around meta-meditation, which is you know, being able to receive love, give love, and share love with the world, or maybe even offering love to someone you're not getting along with. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, we have Light as a Leaf, which is all breath work. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, by offering like a little bit of everything, you'll be able to find and harness what works best for you and you know, integrate that into your lifestyle and on your own, but then also knowing that we can be your root and you can always come back to us when you need to and maybe you need a little bit of support I love it it's oh my gosh beautiful. we need to go yeah <laughs> definitely I love the connection to nature yeah. that really speaks to me and I know you mm-hmm. too because 
there's something about the grounding in nature and having that experience to help you realign and um, mm-hmm. and just feel what the earth has for you, I think is really, really valuable. And I also like how you guys have it broken down. That seems very thoughtful Mm -hmm. to me because there's always classes to choose from, which can, you know, work. Everyone is different in their journey and their experience, but I like how, um, it really does feel like anybody wherever you are in your journey can stop in. So that's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. I definitely think that, you know, it was important to us to be able to have these really, simple offerings that were not intimidating um, because I feel like in the wellness realm, a lot of things are impractical and scare a lot of individuals off. And so we want this to be a part of your life. Like it's, you know, brushing your hair or brushing your teeth. Like it should be a part of your lifestyle. You know, mental health is so important for us um, and the human, human race. And so by really simplifying everything and connecting it to nature because humans are an extension of nature, I think it makes it so much more approachable and people can easily wrap their head around it. Everyone knows what a seed is. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows how branches bend. Um, you know, and everyone knows what growing is. And so you can actually understand it and you're more likely to take action and integrate it into your life. I love how creative everything about Rooted Beings is. How did you find that creativity within yourself? How did you and your partner come up with this? You know, that's a really awesome question. (laughs) Um, We we kind of just, we said that we wanted to do this and then we kind of just like let it go. Mm -hmm. And whenever an idea, you know, we didn't put a timeline on it. It wasn't like we need to open by this date or we need to have a name for this thing that we're creating by this date. We knew we had a general idea that we wanted, again, going back to the simplicity of the meditation space, we wanted it to be in Manhattan Beach. There were some key components that were non-negotiables, but when it came to the name of it and like how it was going to happen, we kind of just surrendered to it. And lo and behold things just kind of started to come to us, whether we would go for a walk with one another, like, oh, what about this name? Or what about that name? And um, things just kind of organically started to come together. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's yeah. a, yeah, <laughs> if that totally. answers your question. But it's cool that it didn't just yeah. happen in meetings. It yeah. was like the world showed it to you. That's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And that's when I think like the most lasting ideas come mm-hmm. and they're here to stay yeah. when it happens organically and you kind of take away the expectations from it and the structure. So I love hearing that that came to life truly just from such an authentic place. That's really neat. So on your social media, you do share such beautiful words of wisdom. We were looking through um, that highlight section. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh my gosh, this, this, this. Oh, it just kept bending. So inspired. Yeah, just better and better. And it just really um, radiated towards us. And that was beautiful. So are there any specific words of affirmations or quotes that you consistently remind yourself of or go back to anything that has really shifted your world? My goodness, there's so many that I tell myself every single day. Um, I would say one that I've been saying for forever. I remember repeating when I was in not such a great place um, back in the advertising realm. I would just remember commuting to work and like saying it out loud. I radiate beauty, confidence, and grace. Mm 
um, over and over again because that was something, and I still struggle with confidence and worthiness. Um, I Another one, I love to say peace begins with me. Um, I think a lot of people tend to look outside of themselves of like what can make them feel better and how they can find peace when in reality it's always inside of you. Mm-hmm. And if you can practice on your inner peace, that will just radiate and kind of create a ripple effect around you. Um, my goodness, what are some other ones? Um, I would say those two yeah, are definitely the ones that are have been really consistent over the past like six or seven years. What are your favorite kinds of meditations and how do they trigger different things within you? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I, going back to, I love mantra meditation. Um, I feel it's, I started with it, um, about six years ago and then I took a little break and was kind of playing around with other meditations, you know, just like visualizations, um, chanting, and I find myself always going back to it. It's the one way that I'm able to immediately create stillness in the mind and then that is contagious amongst the body so I can able to let go of stress or anything that my body is holding on to that it no longer needs. Mm-hmm. And then you're also able to kind of go beyond your thoughts and your emotions. It's like when you catch yourself forgetting the mantra and then you come back, that's when you've entered this like space of expansiveness that's completely beyond you. And I think that is just like so incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love sound baths. Um, love. Mm-hmm. love. Right? It's just there's <laughs> something nice. about like the vibrations mm-hmm. and the sound and just allowing your whole physical body, emotional body, spiritual body to be exactly where it is and allow... The, the sounds to heal you. Um, I think that's a wonderful way for people who are a little bit nervous to integrate like a individual meditation practice. I would suggest mm-hmm. going to a sound bath. Oh, definitely. For sure. Yeah, truly something about the sounds. You can literally feel the sound waves moving through your body and mm-hmm. it's so cool. It almost feels like an out of body, but also very internal experience. Like, I don't know, it's really really crazy yeah we we love them we absolutely adore them and um definitely want to bring more of them into into rooted beings we're getting asked about them all the time people are craving them you know i think people are just craving connection community and and stillness and peace and this is just a wonderful wonderful way to do all of that Mm -hmm. so uh, meditation definitely has been a huge part of your self-love journey but what does self-love really mean to you? So at, in our community and through Self-Adore, really we take it one step further than just the love piece. It's the respect, the cherishing, the treasuring yourself and really tuning into <clears throat> the authenticity that you hold within yourself. And so what does self-love mean to you and how has that shifted over the course of your life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think self-love to me means like self-acceptance and accepting myself, my job, my friends, my dog, (laughs) accepting everything in my life exactly where it's at. I think, you know, I am still coming to terms with, um, especially with my, my career, that it isn't what I envisioned and that's okay. And I'm not who I thought I was going to be maybe like five years ago. And that's okay because I am who I am. 
I'm where I'm at for a reason and I need to accept that. And I am accepting that and it's an ongoing journey. So to me, definitely self-love is self-acceptance and with self-acceptance comes more compassion to yourself um, and to others and to every situation or anything that you come in contact with. So if we can be accepting of ourselves and others, then you can always find that sense of peace and find that sense of love. So beautiful. I love how you mentioned just the letting go of this idea that you sort of create in your mind. We all are guilty of that. Um, How do you actually practice that? How do you live your life and kind of just shift the narrative around setting these expectations? How do you let go? Oh, goodness. Um, (laughs) That is a great question. I, you know what? I I catch myself creating stories in my head. So I think when we, we come up with these ideas and these stories and these judgments and these preferences, I catch myself saying them and repeating them to myself. I think that's just, oh, it's complete self-awareness, right? And that's practice. Um, It doesn't happen overnight. And sometimes it takes me a lot longer to catch myself than it does other days. Um, But I think first and foremost is as soon as you hear yourself telling yourself these negative thoughts or these crazy ideas of who you are, where you should be, what you should be doing, just say, hi, I hear you. <laughs> like, I, I can hear you saying these things. And the person who's, you know, you're the one who's saying, hi, I hear you. Like, let go of that. Surrender to that. Um, and just, you, you are not those things. You're the one who is beyond that. Um, but I think as just like advice to everyone, and I'm speaking to myself as well, is the sooner that you can cut yourself creating those stories the sooner that you can get back on your you know your meant to be path and get realigned with who you actually are because you're not those stories absolutely we've all been there in our heads before and um so but sometimes that can be really hard to do is catch yourself and sometimes it feels like the that dialogue can continue even if you're trying to shut it out so how can you take how do you take the pressure off of maybe not always being able to shut that down and practicing self-forgiveness absolutely um and i i believe like self-forgiveness is a form of self-care right like if you're almost like self-sabotaging if you don't forgive yourself and like the extreme thoughts or judgments or preferences that you're having about yourself um so by going back to your question too i think embracing more compassion and trying to be more compassionate to yourself. So, you know, it's it sounds a little crazy, but I think there's times where I just talk internally and talk, and sometimes out loud. Mm-hmm. You know, if I have like, oh, Erica, you should have reworded that email, or why did you say that? I said that. It is what it is. It's okay. Yeah. It's not like life or death. And coming back, coming back to the acceptance component. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it, it doesn't happen overnight. And it's an ongoing practice of being able to be more compassionate. Um, and when you're compassionate, you're actually being more mindful. So like, I, I feel like if you're able to create some more of those loving tendencies into your life, you're actually becoming more mindful. And when you're becoming more mindful, you're becoming more aware. And when you're more aware, you're more likely to catch yourself before you even say those negative thoughts or you're going to catch them sooner. 
Does that help? Yeah. Okay. It's just like this beautiful cycle of the self-awareness piece and just really catching yourself and shifting everything. And that is self-healing. Like you are actually healing yourself through that. And that's amazing. Absolutely. For sure. So there is a lot of pressure around doing soul-seeking, self-love journeys, wellness journeys. Everyone seems to have their own opinions about it. You know, am I doing it right? Am I not doing enough? So how do you actually tune inward to what you need through meditation and kind of just take off the pressure of, say, social media or just other influences that may cloud that judgment? Yeah, this is something that I've been dealing with over the past couple of months. I actually felt myself building a lot of resistance to all things wellness um, because of all of the, well, you need to be meditating, you need to be journaling, you need to be doing yoga, you need to be um, socializing, you need to be, you know, writing your intentions and going to moon circle, whatever it is, like all the things, again, to the should be, the should be's and the should, the things that we should be doing. Um, I began to resist a lot of it and I just took a break. I think if it's not feeling good and it's feeling forced, like maybe there's a reason behind it. You know, there was, there's been times where I always had like a consistent, um, every month with the, with the new moon, I always sat or sorry, I always set intentions. Mm-hmm. And I started to get really annoyed with that. And I was like, why am I getting annoyed? And like, you know, you start to ask your question, yourself questions and just let, allow yourself to be annoyed and just don't do it for a minute and then see how you feel. You might come back to it, you might not. I think it just simply, it comes down to doing what makes you feel good, whether it's waking up in the morning and going for a walk or it's waking up in the morning and having a coffee and, you know, reading a little bit, or maybe it's waking up and meditating. Um, maybe it's waking up or maybe it's sleeping in. <laughs> um, it could be, you know, going out for drinks with your girlfriends, you know, just really being able to ask yourself what it is that is feeling good right now and do that and take the pressure off yourself. I think we're slowly moving in. There was a wave where I feel like there were a lot of routines and a lot of things that we were supposed to be doing, but I do feel this shift of now just simplifying our lives and just like really, you know, coming back to the foundations of like as our human existence, Mm -hmm. eat real food, get a good night's sleep, breathe, and you'll continue to flourish. Yeah. Totally. And it's not necessarily about doing something because someone you see someone else doing it or um, really tuning into your authenticity and what makes you feel good in your core, I think is really special. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So a big part of what you put out there um, is understanding astrology and what role that can play in your soul's direction and uh, how you move forward. So can you share with us your experience with astrology and how you started learning more about your signs? Absolutely. I um, have always been interested in astrology. And uh, actually, my aunts have always been interested in astrology. So, um, But when I moved to Los Angeles about um, like five and a half years ago, I had my first natal chart, which is when you meet with an astrologist and they read your chart. And I quickly discovered that there are three different signs that we have. 
And that was like mind blowing to me because I was like, no, I'm a Capricorn, (laughs) but, um, I am, but that's just one of the three signs. And so there's also, you know, your rising sign and your moon sign, and they all mean different things. And so the way that uh, my astrologist explained it to me, um, and it was really easy to understand was that your rising sign is when you meet somebody for the first time. It's like your first impression of someone or how you come off to somebody, right? And then your sun sign, which is the sign that most of us know, and that's on like, you know, the magazines and all the things, is you, your everyday, like how, how you come across every single day, whether it's, you know, um, an acquaintance, a coworker, a friend, it's just your everyday you. And then the last sign, your moon sign, was, um, was described to me as your, your true self, like your most authentic self that only maybe the closest five people to you know you as. And so when I discovered that, I was like, well, what are my other signs? Um, because as much as I resonated with my Capricorn ways, again, being stubborn, a go-getter, I didn't really resonate with a lot of it. And I always thought it was a little strange. So come to find out that my rising sign is also a Capricorn, which kind of makes sense. I come off like I have my stuff together. Um, and I, most of the time I do. Um, but then I found out that my moon sign was Aquarius, which is very airy, which is very forward thinking. Um, I always feel like I'm on the outside looking in. I feel very detached, not necessarily in a negative way, but I can separate myself and from my emotions a little bit more easily than others. Um, And that was just completely mind-blowing to me. And so I encourage everyone, I'm not an astrology expert, (laughs) but to find all three signs and just use that as, um, as some tools to see, you know, does that align with you? Does this make sense? And then you kind of use this along to help guide you when you are looking, seeking some more support. Um, it might just make a little bit more sense. So how would you use it to allow uh, it to be a guide for you? Do you uh, just learn more about it or do you kind of sit with it and feel like, is this authentic to me? How did it kind of shift things for you specifically? Yeah, absolutely. I think I was able to use these as, um, I was able to acknowledge and give um, some more clarity on the way that I go about life or like the way how I the reason why I do things so it also took away from I wasn't so hard on myself or questioning myself so much and just acknowledging it's like oh it's not weird that I'm not crying because I broke up with my boyfriend or you know like things like that because I would always like why am I not sad or like why am I and it's because the Aquarian in me is just a little it it's a little bit more easier for me to kind of like pick my stuff up the ground and move on. Um, so I think you, you're, you start to validate, that's the word I was looking for. You're able to validate your experiences a little bit more by researching and learning more about your signs. Um, it might take some weight off of your shoulders and maybe some guilt, um, and make you feel just a little bit better, which is always a, a wonderful thing. Do you have any resources for someone who's new at this, who just wants to get their feet wet and learn about all of their signs? Yeah, for sure. Oh my goodness. I love some astrologists. Um, there is a woman on Instagram named, I think it's Nadine Astrology is her handle. She's one of my favorites. Um, Danielle Mercurio is wonderful. And um, Chani Nichols, Mystic 
Mama. Um, yeah, those are some of my some of my favorites. Yeah, I really hope that people take it take the time to mm-hmm. tune in and discover that about themselves because it's kind of like it's a part of you, and it's cool to un- uncover that and. Um, just learn more about mm-hmm. who you are and kind of how you were born. So um, we'd love to chat a little bit about crystal healing. So in astrology, um, we sometimes go to the desert and like recharge our souls in the moonlight. And with that, we also sometimes bring our crystals with us because crystals have been a huge part of our meditation practices as well as just our everyday routines so can you share a little bit about your experience with crystal healing and what it means to you and how it's guided your self-love journey yeah absolutely so i discovered crystals more thoroughly when i was working with energy news so i was with them for i think two years Prior to that, I was familiar with some of the, I feel like some of the, the strong, like basic ones, right? Like rose quartz and amethyst and um, like our birthstones. Um, but I didn't really integrate them into my life. I just was familiar with them. Once I started working with Energy Muse, you become completely surrounded, obviously, in the crystals phase. The two co-founders are incredible. Heather is um, more of the, the crystal healer um and I just by being in that space I was able to all on my own and organically start to learn more about the crystals and become more familiar with different rituals and how I can simply integrate them into my lives to just enhance my lives again going back to you know humans are an extension of nature so are crystals you know they're parts of the earth and so they're a really wonderful way to reconnect yourself and your essence and your being back to mother nature Um, and we're intuitively drawn to them. I just think a lot of us are so disconnected from our intuition that we don't even realize it. Um, and crystals are a really lovely, simple way to reconnect back to your intuition or be able to, um, reconnect back to yourself. And so some really, again, simple ways I've been saying that word a lot, but I think it's, I'm all, it's very resonating with me right now. And, and one way you can use your crystals is just by meditating, just holding it and meditating with it. Um, You can use them in your beauty routines, which I'm sure you guys are all too familiar (laughs) about. You know, you can use, you make rose quartz water. The Egyptians thousands of years ago would find rose quartz in the Niles River and all the women would rub the rose quartz on their face because they said it had anti-aging properties. You can charge them under the full moon. You can set intentions with it. And I've done all of the above. Um, I think one of my favorite ways to use crystals and how I've been able to enhance my life using this ritual is just by holding a clear quartz and setting an intention with it. Um, Whether you believe in like the healing powers or not, by holding that crystal and stating an intention, whether it's you want to find more love for yourself or you're looking for a career change or you want to forget, whatever it is, you can hold and set that intention in the courts and it'll be able to maintain and keep the intention and that energy for you even when you're not thinking of it. And so you can like throw it in your purse, keep it in your car. And whenever you find that crystal, it'll serve as a reminder of the intention that you set. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so those are some simple ways that I I really love using crystals and how they've enhanced my life. 
but yeah, you can, I mean, you can get even more complicated and do like crystal grids and yeah, totally. all the things. But I think, you know, when it comes to <clears throat> sharing with your audience and especially if people who are just now getting into it, I think it also is, you know, trial, like experimentation, you know, pick one crystal that is resonating with you, see how it feels and then stick with it for a couple of weeks and just experiment with it, you know, meditate with it, put in your purse, hold it, what's coming up for you. It doesn't, don't overthink it. I think a lot of people just overthink these type of rituals how do you find the crystals that you resonate with and the crystals that you want to bring into your world and what are some of your favorites um oh good I have so many favorites um I would we always encourage and I learned this at energy muse is when you're in a crystal store or where you're looking to buy a crystal we always say that the best thing to do is to see what you're drawn to before you read the meeting because I think a lot of people are like, it's like, oh, I want love, so I'm going to go get the rose quartz. I think even if you want to find love, you might, your body or intuitively or energetically, you might need something else. You might need some protection or you might need some a crystal to help speak your truth. And so by going into a crystal shop and just looking around and seeing what you're drawn to is one of my favorite ways. And I would encourage those who are looking for crystals to use that way when it comes to finding the best crystal for you. Um, some of my favorite stones, um, goodness, I love actually blue kyanite. Um, it's one of my favorites. I love meditating with it. I just, it gives me the tingles and just makes me feel so connected. I love, I'm holding blue lace agate right oh, now. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it helps with speaking your truth um, like gracefully and um, confidently. It also helps with nerves and helps you create more a sense of calmness in your space. Um, I Obviously, I, I need to continue to speak my truth because I just mentioned blue two blue crystals. Yeah. Um, what are some other ones? I also love, um, I love rose quartz. Um, I love black tourmaline. Um, I love, oh, and selenite too. I love selenite. That's a good one for meditation, right? Yeah, that's a wonderful one. It's, it's, I feel like it's great for anything. It just Sleeping. makes me feel light, clearing, angelic. Absolutely. We use um, selenite to cleanse our, our facial rollers actually before. Yeah. Um, Incredible. Them. Yeah, and I feel like there's something just really pretty about that one too. It has sort of like those lines the lines lines going through it um it's always really intriguing you put it under your pillow yeah I sleep with it every (laughs) night Mm -hmm. oh I love like on my third like my forehead it truly does kind of create this like pillow like effect and uh cloud like I told Clay one time it felt like there was like just a big sheet kind of being put over me Mm -hmm. and I yeah ever since then I've just slept with it. Yeah, I, I have a wand. I'm, I'm sure. Do you have oh, a wand? Have a wand. Is that, okay. Yeah. I love to put the wand um, similar to you, like right before bed. Yeah. I put it on my on my chest, and like the weight of it, and like the the feeling of it, it just makes it feel like it's absorbing. It's I mean, it's salt based, so it probably is. It's like absorbing everything that I've been holding on to that day, and it just makes you feel so much more lighter as you're trying to enter your deep sleep. Oh yes. So what part of this? Um, with crystals too you can also use them as a tool in manifestation so um how have you manifested different things in your life is there a certain 
ritual as far as manifestation goes and what has been your experience with it? Yeah, definitely. I, um, I definitely have manifested some things in my life and one of the consistent practices that I think really contributed contributed to one of or some of my manifestations um, was a monthly new moon ritual where I every new moon every month it was like my religion it was like my church is um, every new moon during the month I would hold my clear quartz point and I would write down anywhere from eight to ten intentions and then I when I wrote those down I would hold my crystal and I would confidently state them and try to feel them and state them as if it's already happening um, in the present tense and program my crystal point and then keep that crystal point in, in my bedroom. So I would look at it every single day and remember all of my intentions that I set. I, I, had, I had done that for, I did that probably very consistently for about three years. Wow. Um, and I contribute that to a lot of things like just with getting certain jobs or meeting certain people um also mindset right you also have to believe that you're worthy of these things happening to you and then it's also coming back to um you know surrendering that sometimes our intentions are a little bit egotistical and the fact that you think this is what you want but also knowing to let go and surrender that the universe god nature whatever it is that you believe in might have something bigger in store for you um but that specific ritual I feel like was so powerful the consistency of it and the I was always intentional too like it was my practice it's what I loved it's what I believed in and um yeah I think that was probably one of the most powerful tools over the past few years that has helped me Mm -hmm. with a lot of manifestations so part of that was there like a visualization element to it a lot of times people say that um, manifestation can also be helpful when you're actually like visualizing yourself in that intention that you're setting. And then other people say a lot of it is like very action-based as well. So how did you kind of find the balance to seek those intentions and really go after them instead of just stating them and letting them be? Yeah, absolutely. I, I also completely agree with that and the fact that I personally didn't use a lot of visualizations but when I was setting my intentions and I was basically you're setting intentions because these are these are dreams of yours right um or goals that you have in life I would also take many action steps so let's say I remember so vividly like one of my intentions was always always I am gracefully finding myself aligned with a career that is wholeheartedly bringing me joy lighting me up and um that was a consistent one over and over again and it was specific in the fact and it was like in the wellness space I think I put like in the wellness space surrounded by like-minded women and it was general but it was also specific enough where it had me going in the right direction so I know in general that was something that I really wanted in my life and so I would continue to I mentioned this earlier connect with other like-minded individuals in the space and asking them how they got to where they were right so that's you know, you plant that seed and you are able to water it by your small actions. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it'll continue down that path of like actually making that happen. But then sometimes you might get redirected and be like, you know what, we might have something different in store for you. So just trust us. And, um, but yeah. Beautiful. 
um, so you said you did this for three years consistently, um, every new moon. So if someone wanted to try this themselves, um, what are the specifics around it? So like, did you go outside? Did you go to a certain place every month? Did you sit in your bedroom, your bed? Like what were set the scene. So yeah, absolutely. For the yeah. So for the first year, I actually went to a new moon circle, which is what how I learned. Um, who I, I joined the new moon circle from, um, I met with a meditation teacher and astrologist that I like cold emailed and met with her and it was wonderful. She's the same woman who also taught me about so the three different signs. And she invited me to this new moon circle that was um, at a woman's house. And I was blown away. It was like 35 women who, it's like we're all like wanting connection and we all have these desires of, of growing and flourishing and making our imprint in the world and doing it, doing whatever it is that lights us up. And um, we, what we always did was we always started with a little bit of a, a meditation. So it's like a two or three minute meditation, whether it's just a quick body scan, whether it's repeating a mantra and our affirmation, whatever is, what is resonating with you. And then we would learn a bit more about the moon. Um, and you can do this all on your own. You don't have to go to a circle. You know, you can do this on your own. You, and if I wasn't doing it at the circle, I was just doing it in my bedroom. So I would just, you know, go to one of my favorite astrologist websites and learn about the moon. And I would, you know, just keep my clear quartz by me. And that wasn't a part of the new moon circle either. That was just an element that I added on my own. And once you start setting your intentions, when you're writing them down, you want to try to feel them and completely believe them and then also write them down as if it's already happening. And once that happens, once you've, you know, you've done a quick meditation, you've learned about what's going, what's going on cosmically, and then you write down your intentions and then you surrender and then you let go and see what, see what happens. And I would always sleep with my intentions in my pillowcase. Oh, um, for a couple of <laughs> nights and then um yeah and then then you have to take action still so you can't just wish for something and then it's going to happen you have to continue to give the world signs and the universe signs that this is what you want so baby steps of whatever it is that you want to get to going you need to continue to take those actions wow <laughs> Lo- love the pillow idea yeah. i want to try that that's so fun um, I love how well-rounded your spiritual practice seems. You seem to just be on your soul's path and doing things that really make you feel beautiful, make you feel your best. So I want to know how you incorporate spiritual practices like breathwork, yoga, moon circles, anything that makes you feel good. How do you structure that into your day-to-day routine? Absolutely. Um I have found that um, me personally, I work best with a little bit of structure, specifically in the morning. I am not the type of person where I can, you know, wake up at 5 a.m. and go to a soul cycle class. That just would give me a heart attack. I just, <laughs> just like energetically, that's just not chemically, and like I just, I'm not made up that way. And I give major props for people who can do that. Um, but I have to have a slow morning. Um, and every morning I wake up, I, you know, usually express gratitude. I give myself a few moments to roll out of bed. I'm not just like a very perky person in the morning and like jump up and like, let's start our day. Um, I slowly get out of bed. I have, I always meditate in the morning and after meditation, I always, I'm able to gain more clarity of how I envision the rest of the day is going to be. 
after meditation, sometimes I feel really gratified and like, okay, let's, let's go to a Pilates class. Let's do this before we answer emails. Um, there's times where, you know, even after meditation practice, it's, it can be a bit more ungratifying. Like they're not all Zen and they're not all like super easy peasy. You know, there's some meditations where you wake, you're out of it and you're like, that didn't help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even though it did. Yeah. Um, and there's, and then I just jump into emails. And then there's times where, you know, I forget to meditate and that's okay. I just know consistently that I need to have a slow morning. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that is, you know, meditating and then going to yoga or um, not meditating and going for a walk. I just have to have a slow morning. That's like, I think in general, that's what my ritual is. And that's how I'm able to continue to feel like me and connect to me and be me. That's so cool. I love how you connect to your soul and then your soul guides you throughout the day. That I think that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah, mornings are so important. We definitely have started prioritizing mornings a lot more. Um, I think in general, there's a lot of pressure to just perk up out of bed and get going and, and do the day and do it do it fast and do it well. And I think, you know, sometimes... I know for me personally, sometimes it does feel good to get up and be productive because then I feel like I am pushing my my goals forward. But then other times, if you do slow down, you can also really give better energy to the rest of the day. So I think it just is a matter of tuning into what it is that you need. And you sound like you really know that about yourself. I would agree with that just as far as just like listening to what it is that you need in the moment. I mean, don't get me wrong. I definitely, there's times where if I catch myself scrolling on Instagram and I see these girls jumping out of bed at 5 a.m. and they're going, you know, they're meditating already and then they go to their workout and it's like, oh my gosh, should I be doing that? But it's all coming back to like, I am who I am. I know what's best for me. And even though I would love to be that person, I'm, I'm not that person and in coming to terms and accepting you exactly who you are and where you're at. Um, but it, it is, it's a practice. Um, but I agree with that. Do you have any tips on someone who maybe wants to incorporate more meditation, self-awareness into their mornings, have a soul morning, like you said, how can they really start like day one? I would say um, I turn, so you can actually start and prepare yourself from the night before, I think. Um, you know, whether if you want to, there's times where I meditate in bed and there's times where I actually get out of bed. Um, so if you want to get out of bed, maybe like set up a space in your living room or in your bedroom or wherever it is that you see yourself practicing meditation um, and set that space, you know, like don't light the candle or whatever, but at least like put the candle there. If you have crystals you want to use, put the crystals there, put your pillow there, just kind of set the space. So come morning, you don't have to do that and it's all ready for you. Um, I also recommend um, setting your alarm maybe 20 minutes earlier. So that way it's not going to interfere with your usual daily routine that you already have set. So if you already have... um, a routine, like a morning routine, or you already have like a set schedule, setting your alarm a little bit earlier will give you that time and to meditate and to create a slower morning than you usually do. I also recommend always, I put my phone on airplane mode before I go to bed. So your alarm will still work. Um, but then I think it'll, um, it makes you sleep a little bit better with that. All of those, I don't know, those internet energies floating Mm -hmm. around, who knows what it's (laughs) going around. Um, and yeah, I think those, I think those two are really great tips. Love that. 
So for someone who wanted to bring more creativity or wellness practices or self-awareness, anything just new and soul-filling into the world, do you have any books, podcasts, anything that you would recommend for them, resources? Um, absolutely. My favorite book is The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Um, and then once you read that one, um, I would recommend reading his second one called The Surrender Experiment. Um, they're both incredible books. I also love um, The Intuitive Being by Jill Willard. Uh, those books are some of my favorite. And for someone who wants to, who is still new to meditation, Learn How to Meditate by Pima Chodron is great. Um, podcasts, uh, goodness, I love them all. Um, I love the Almost 30 podcast. Oh, we love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, I love Goop's podcast. I love Super Soul Sunday. Um, what else do I listen to? I And then sometimes, oh, Ritual is a great one. Um, and then sometimes I need a... I need to step away from like the wellness realm and I'll listen to um, like With Wit is a new one that I'm on right oh, now. With, I love with, that. With I, Whitney Port. It's I kind of refreshing because she's yeah. so real, um, but it's not all wellness related. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of nice to take breaks and like remember that I'm human. Like it's okay to like be a little bit more involved in like pop culture and yeah. like mm-hmm. everyday laugh social, out laugh out loud, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. talk about it, like maybe a hangover or like talk about the bad food that I ate, whatever it is, like I'm still a human. Um, it's not always a hundred percent wellness. And I think that actually is wellness, right? Um, the balance of just you doing you and what feels good to you in the moment. Um, but yeah, so like ritual with wit, almost 30, super soul Sunday, goop. Okay, so we always invite our community to participate in a self-adore intention every week. And so we would love if you could share one for our community, something that you are perhaps going to work on this coming week or something that's worked for you in the past. And hopefully this can spark curiosity for them as well. Absolutely. I love that you guys do that. I think that's so sweet and supportive for your community. Um, Something that is really resonating with me right now and I feel like I'm always working on is um, the world has taught us our entire lives to search for our worthiness outside of us, but we're born with it. So we're born with our absolute worthiness and we need to stop searching for it and recognize that it exists inside of us. So I would encourage your community to take some time um, throughout the day or just like a, like a minute in the morning or in the evening or once a week and just close your, close your eyes and just repeat to yourself that I am worthy of my dreams. I am worthy of my dreams and see how you feel um, because I think that's a huge epidemic specifically among women is that we're constantly searching for worthiness but we already have it. <laughs> that is amazing. That. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what we're all about and what we're trying to put out there too. Thank you for sharing. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm happy to. So where can our audience connect with you, find you, find Rooted Beings, any future plans for Rooted Beings or personally? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you can find Rooted Beings at rootedbeings.com and our Instagram is Rooted Beings. We have tons of classes during the week and we're working on some upcoming events, which you can check out on our website to see all of those. Um, my personal Instagram is Erica Rachel K, um, where I post all things that light me up, whether it's an inspirational quote, the picture of a crystal, a picture of my dog or my husband, <laughs> just me being me. Um, as far as like future plans, I really don't know. I have come to terms and acceptance that my journey is, uh, it's not straight up and down. It's not climbing a ladder. It's more of like a crooked branch <laughs> and that's okay. Um, so just saying yes to opportunities that, that present themselves before me and seeing where that leads to and seeing when I say yes again, where that leads to. Um, so outside of the meditation studio, I do, you know, freelance brand partnerships, marketing and PR. And that also really lights me up. It's just the, the conscious connections of helping elevate one another, each other and um, brands and people and places and things. And so I'm not sure where that's going to take me or where the studio is going to take me, but I know I'm feeling really good right now and happy and content and I feel loved. And so just continuing to just go with the flow, roll with the punches and see what happens. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Thank you. We feel like lit up just yeah. talking to you. your energy. Is so beautiful. Everyone go follow her Aww. right now. Thank you guys. <laughs> yes. Check her out. Um, thank you for sharing your energy with us and being so open and willing to participate in this conversation. So oh, you're so welcome. I'm so grateful for you too, that we were able to cross paths. I'm grateful for your community and I am so, so honored to be here. And um, I continue to give you guys the the courage to continue doing what you're doing because it's holding a special place in our world thank, thank you, you. <laughs> bye <laughs> if you found this episode helpful please share it with someone that you love and who needs a self-love self-adoring reminder we love sending podcasts to each other we send podcasts to each other honestly daily weekly so if this was helpful for you please pass it along share it on your social media and tag us we love to see what you took away from this episode please take a moment to rate and review this pod we will be sending skincare goodies if you rate and review this pod so dm or email us a screenshot of your review to selfadore at honeyandbee.com or dm us and we will send our fave skincare goodies your way Follow us on Instagram at Self Adore Club. Find us at our secret Facebook group at Self Adore. And we will see you on the other side. Thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm.